So we, we started a series last week that we called Snapped. And uh, I know some of us, we have these situations that come up in our life where um, if, we were, if we were completely honest, um, like dropping our stuff in the middle of uh, the introduction to a sermon makes you want to snap. You know, I'm just kidding, Courtney. Now that we have all had things in, um, in our lives where situations that come up that make us just kind of feel like we're about to explode on everybody, right? Um, last two weeks of school, there's been points where it felt like I was going to snap, okay? Just to be perfectly honest, you know, and, but we, we all had those situations. Or, I mean, it could be something even as simple as uh, our, our day-to-day routine drives us in, insane, right? Like, it's just a, like we have no margin to even breathe, let alone take the kids to practice, get the project done, do whatever it is. And we feel like we're at our breaking point because we have no margin to, to work with. And, and, and then you show up to church and then somebody like me, a pastor like me says, you need to live on mission or go on mission. And one, you say one of two things in your head. You either, number one, say, ain't nobody got time for that. Or, pastor, if you say one more thing, if you ask me to do one more thing, I will snap on you. And, but if we we're honest, we all kind of feel these this way sometimes. Or we, or we feel like we, if, if, if I have to do one more thing, I'm going to snap. And last week we looked at Abraham and discussed how Abraham had finally received his promise, his promised son after 25 years of, of waiting. And if you had to wait 25 years, I'm sure you would snap too when God would ask you, hey, I want you to sacrifice your son. And what we learned is that, you know, God had an ultimate plan the whole time because Abraham had faith. He, did, he went to go do what God asked him to do. And, but it showed us that is our, is, is our faith in the promise of God or in the promiser, who is God himself? Like, because if we were honest, for a lot of us, we've, our faith is in the things that God promised us, not realizing that it's without the promiser, without God, that our promise wouldn't even exist. So, you know, you know the story, Abraham goes up, gets ready to do the do, and the angel of the Lord stops to him and says, hey, stop doing what you're doing. Look behind you, there's a ram in a thicket. And we talked about how even in the midst of chaos in our lives, God always has a way out for us. But we have to stay focused on the promiser instead of the promisee and you know, but we, we tend to ask these questions when we're going through moments of chaos. And, the, and one of these questions is like, have you ever asked yourself something around this nature of, is this all that I was made for? Like, is this all there is for life? I wake up in the morning, get dressed, go to work, deal with the craziness people that come my way, and then go home and go to bed. Is this, is this all I was made for? Is this all there is? And we, and we often look back on those promises of God, and when we don't see those right promises of God happening right in the moment we need them, we feel like we need them to, we, we, lose, we lose faith in God. And, and, and so the question then becomes for us, are you really, do you really have faith in the promiser and the one who made the promise? Because you have stories all through the Bible of God's faithfulness to his people, and then um, originally this week, um, when I started, started this week thinking through what I would talk about today, God kind of shifted my process and, 
um, kind of nudged me to go a little bit different, a little bit different way direction. And so let's we're gonna see how this works out today, <laughs> okay? But here's what you need to know up front is that God has called you on purpose for a purpose. He's called you to be on mission where you where you're planted. You are where you are because God has ordained you to be there. He's planted you there to be the church, to be the people of God where you live, work, and play. And, and he's, ca- he's called us to pour it out, as, we have, as we've said before, for those around us. But, but we have so much chaos in our lives, we easily get distracted by what, what, what we do instead of why we do what we do. We get so distracted from that God's placed us here to what do they want from me. And, we, and when, when we lose our per- focus of our purpose in life, it makes us want to snap. And, and, but what I want you to know is that that promotion you got, it was God planting you there. That promotion you got was God planting you there. That situation that you seem to have found yourself in, God has placed you there to be a light for those people that are around you. God's put you in the community that he's put you in because he's called you to be there on purpose. But sometimes we get so distracted and we feel like we don't measure up. And so we begin to wear masks to to hide who we really are. And I've titled this sermon, Lucha Libre. If you know anything about Lucha Libre, um, it's a Mexican style of wrestling. And I'll be honest with you, wrestling was a huge part of my childhood. I mean, a huge part. If I was honest, it still kind of is. Like, I get excited when Zane goes, hey, Dad, you want to watch Monday Night Raw? No, I'm too kind of too busy. And then secretly inside, I'm going, yes, I really want to. Okay? It's still a big part of our, but Lucha Libre is a Mexican style of wrestling where people would wear masks to hide who they really are. It was a huge deal because they would have, like, um, like mask takeoff matches that if you lose the person gets to take your mask off. It was a big deal, and it's a, it's a big cultural deal in, 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 in Mexican society if you're a lucha libre. But one of my favorite lucha libres of all time, of all time, is this man right here. Got a picture of him. What other church do you go to where you get to have Rey Mysterio up on your screen? I'm just saying. Okay. Rey Mysterio Jr., to be exact, and he was like high-flying, exciting, and... One day before WCW, World Championship Wrestling, this is, you're going to see how dorky I am. World, World Championship Wrestling got bought out by World Wrestling Entertainment, WWE. Okay, um, he, he did have a mask match, and he did lose his mask. Okay, but when WWE bought, bought him out, he got to put it back on like nothing ever happened. But it was a huge, this is a huge deal. Okay, I mean, it's, the mask hid who he was it hid his true identity like in front of the camera in front of these crowds of people he was a totally different guy okay 619 riba riba that's the same song okay i mean he was this new character he could be anything he wanted to because he put a mask on but no one ever really knew who he really was and so the question that, we, that needs to be asked is not are you wearing a mask, but how many of us wear a mask to hide who we really are? 
what mask do you wear to hide, to hide along with me you really are? And I'm going to read from, from Luke. And um, if you're going to follow along with me, it may be a little difficult because I'm reading out of the message version this morning. It um, doesn't say anything different. just says it kind of a different way. And um, so, But it's Luke 12, starting in verse 1. In the message version, it says this. By this time, the crowd unwillingly and, uh, and stepping on each other's toes numbered into the thousands. But Jesus' primary concern was his disciples. He said to them, watch yourselves carefully so you don't get contaminated with the Pharisees' yeast, these Pharisee phonies. And see, Jesus was telling, because what we'll see in a minute is Jesus was telling his disciples that don't get contaminated with all these laws, all these rules that these Pharisees have masked themselves in. Because what, what happened was they would have these tassels that hung from their sleeves, kind of like Elvis. Okay? Of all the laws, who, uh, I can't do this laugh. Okay? Of, but they'd have these tassels hanging from their, from their sleeves, and each tassel would represent what law they followed. And the more tassels you had hanging from your, made you more or less the king of rock and roll. Okay? No, it made you, it made you more special. But really, it was just a mask, because if you remember, Jesus calls the Pharisees snakes, evildoers, because it was just a mask that covered up. And what he's telling his disciples here, if you keep covering yourself up, you'll be just like these phonies and never amount to anything. You can keep following these laws, but if your heart's not changed, it means nothing. And you can keep oppressing people if you want to, but you'll never rise to be who I've made you and created you to be. And see, and to be honest with you, I think Jesus chose the disciples because he loved the rough edges. Like we often say, you know, like Peter put his foot in his mouth again, you know, because he, he was bold. He would say whatever. You know, like the time when he said, basically told Jesus, I would never let anything happen to you. And Jesus tells him, shut up, you're from the devil. <laughs> you know, like he always, like he, like, he, like he would always be the first person to rush in and do something without thinking about it. Anybody else do that? I do it all the time. <laughs> like I say something and I go, oh, I'm sorry, babe, don't hit me. Okay? <laughs> like, but, but I think, God, like I think Jesus loved that about Peter, like because he knew that Peter would be bold for him. And to say whatever he needs. Like, like he was saying, don't be like these guys. Don't be all, don't, I don't want you to be like them because it's, it's, all, it's all just for show. They're phonies. Don't be a phony. But he goes on. Well, let me say this at this point and say this about you. It's like sometimes we, sometimes we, we try, to, try to be something that we're not. It's basically what Jesus was saying here. Like he, he was saying, don't be something you're not. Be who you are. Don't, don't be who you wish you could be. No, be who I made you to be. And here's the point. If you're writing notes or taking notes, you can write this down. God has made you uniquely you. God has made you uniquely you. Yes, you're now, you now, if you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit, and that changes you, but your personality is what God has given you to reach the people in your circle. And if we try to do anything outside of being uniquely us, it will drive us to the breaking point. That's why you have um, brain fart. Who's the, who's the singer that just went to rehab? Demi Lovato. 
That's why you have Demi Lovato. And she, she will openly admit and say, I was trying to be someone I wasn't, and that's what drove me to addiction. It, it drove me to, to my breaking point, is what she said. She snapped because she was trying to be something she wasn't. That's why you have pastors who try to be something they're not, and they end up having moral failure or burning out because they, they're trying to be someone or imit, imitate somebody who, who, who they, I mean, there's a lot of people I wish I could be like, but I knew I could never be like because God's made me uniquely me for a reason. He's made Courtney weird for a reason. He's made, you know, I'm just saying, he's made, he's made Kevin the way he is for a reason. He's made, I mean, he got us where we are and made us who we are for a reason because I'm going to say this, I will not be able to reach everyone I come in contact with, but you can. You can reach somebody who I can that's why I think God's really smart about churches. Why he has churches like ours and churches like, you know, who are super traditional. Because uh, God knows that there's different types of people that need to be reached and not just one type of person. We're, we're, you're, we're, we're made unique for a purpose. He's telling his disciples, don't get poisoned by, this religious, by these religious leaders, so-called ways of doing this or doing that. And and, and you'll say this ten times or clean yourself up. No, he just is, he just, I love the rawness of new believers sometimes. Like a very, like if you, like Peyton, um, if you go on, go on Peyton, the City Lights Church's website, which is our sponsoring church, Peyton did this message um, called F-Bombs and Bikinis. And he tells this story of, um, of he got invited to come speak at this church and this church happened to do baptisms this one day. Okay, and they they had they were connected to um, to to a, to a halfway house, and and a group of the, these people, a group of people that lived there, had recently became believers, and they were baptizing them this Sunday. Right? And so, like it was the same week, all this all happened this one week, and so they after they baptized them, they brought these, this crowd of people in that just got baptized and gave them the microphone, which is dangerous. That's why we do videos, because as we were about to see, but it was just the rawness of this moment was just really amazing like so here you are you're in this church full of blue-haired women you know big puffy hair and the pastor goes so how do you feel now that you know christ and he goes i feel effing awesome right there in church and of course all the blue-haired ladies went whoa you know <laughs> but just the rawness of that that's how he felt like he's like this is amazing now, did, is there some, I'm not saying go ahead, say effing amazing to anybody about God, but I'm just saying just that rawness of, like, his life had been changed. But that rawness, like, I, I, love, I love that about new believers. Not, so, side note, don't go say F you to anybody, okay? But I'm just saying, like, just, just the uniqueness of people. Like, he will be able to reach people that I'll never be able to reach. Okay? But don't be, don't let these Pharisees contaminate you with their phoniness don't put all these tassels on you to make yourself look better just be who you are because if you're not you'll end up snapping you'll end up getting to your breaking point but it goes on to say this in luke 12 starting in verse 2 it says this you can't keep your true self hidden forever before long you'll be exposed you can't hide behind a religious mask forever sooner or later the mask will slip and your true face will be known. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this. How many? Oh, I better. I don't know. You probably won't answer this or raise your hand. But how many have got an argument on the way to church this morning with somebody? <laughs> All by myself. 
got an argument with somebody, and then you get out of the get out of the car, you get out of the car, and somebody says, "How are you doing today?" Oh, highly favored, brother. You know, and you just cussed your wife out over here. You know what I'm saying? Like you're eventually going to be found out. Like we we wear these religious masks sometimes, where we think we have to be this way when we show up to church, or we have to be this way. And he's like, "Listen, be who you are. You're, it'll eventually come out who you are." What you're trying to hide will eventually come out. Your religious mask forever. Sooner or later, the mask will slip and your true face will be shown. And it goes on to say, you can't whisper one thing in private and preach the opposite in public. The day is coming when those whispers will be, will be repeated all over town. So the question isn't what mask do you wear well, do you wear a mask? But the question becomes, what mask do you wear? What mask do you wear? Like, maybe it's the um, mask of success. This don't fit all over my face, but it'll be okay. The mask of success where we have it all together. Like, we know everything. Like, look at my accomplishments. Keeping with the wrestling theme, I think of Ric Flair. Woo! Give me true cups and Ric Flair. Woo! Okay. Like, look at my accomplishments. I have it all together. Look at me make it rain money on you. Like, your success is the mask that you wear, but when you go home at night, you still feel empty. Because your faith is in the promise, not the promiser. Your faith is in your success, and one day your success will fail you. We put this mask on because we think it, we think it gives us value. Like, I struggle with this one. Like, I'm a word of affirmation type of guy. I love that, the attaboys. And I find, my, I find my value. See, I love that. I love Joe saying amen back there because it gives me affirmation. Okay? It says, like, like, we think, like, it gives me value. It makes me feel value when somebody says, and you're doing a really great job. But when I'm at home by myself, and I'm like getting there, is my faith in my accomplishments, or is my faith in the God who gave me the ability to reach those, to do, to do those accomplishments? Or maybe, if I can get this off without tearing up everything, maybe it's the, um, we'll save that one for last. Maybe it's the um, superhero mask. Mask called Hero. Sorry. We have to swoop in and save the day. This sounds really awesome inside this mouth. Sorry. The recording of this is going to be amazing. And we have to swoop in and save the day. We have to fix everybody's problems. Because we, we, look, we wear this mask because we want, we, we, like, we want, we, we hide behind the veneer of our strengths. Like, my, my who my identity is and what I'm able to do. The mask that I wear is my strength. Like, I'm going to swoop in and I'm going to save the day. I'm going to be what you need in the moment you need it. And then when you fail that, your true self's going to come through. Right? We hide behind the veneer of our strength when really the Bible says our strength is found in our weakness. And then, or maybe, or maybe it's the, um, since we talked about Rey Mysterio, this will not fit on my head, so I'm not going to try this. This is a Rey Mysterio mask. It's the, the clone 
Because I want to be like Ray Mysterio or whoever it may be. The clone mask where we feel like we have to be like everybody else that's around us. We have to wear what they wear. We have to do what they do. And that's, I'll tell you this, in high school, I went, the cool kids at the school were the goths. And how they got to be cool, I have no cool clue. But I wanted to be like them, so I started wearing all black. Hence the reason why I have gauged ears to this day. <laughs> okay, so wearing all black, wearing girl jeans, because they didn't make skinny jeans for guys yet. Okay, I look good. Uh, I look good. I'm just kidding. But we try to be like everybody else, and then eventually when we realize, when they realize or we realize that we're just posers, life it feels like we're, we're failures, like we're not enough. And, and then, then, um, then maybe, maybe it's um, like we wear this mask because we don't want to be found out that who we really are. So we're going to externally put, make ourselves look like everyone else around us so they think that we're okay. Or maybe, um, maybe it's the, uh, um, it's the uh, everything's fine mask. Everything's good. Like, you, no, I, I'm not hurting at all, but inside we're really hurting bad. And we don't want people to see us cry because we're hurting, so we put the mask over our face and we hide we hide our feelings we we think oh lord i'm, I'm good the lord's blessed me he has blessed me but if, if you really knew how i felt inside um i'm afraid you wouldn't want to be around me so um so i'm just gonna wear this mask so you like me and i'm gonna keep up this character while i'm with you because i don't want you seeing the hurt in my life and we bottle stuff up and we bottle stuff up until we've reached a point where we're about to snap or we're about to explode. I do this every week with kids that we get to work with. They have so much stuff going on and they're hurting. I had a conversation with a boy at the end of, the, uh, end of not this past week, but the week before about how he lost, he's lost everything. And then that week, is, it was the same week, it, same week that I was struggling with some stuff on the same issue, but that his grandmother that week tried to commit suicide. The one he lives with. So not only is his mom and dad out of the picture, here's his one and only source trying to kill herself, and he did this. I'm okay. But his behavior said it otherwise. Because he, he was getting in trouble, and, and I finally said, and said, man, what's going on? Talk to me. And he shared about the loss in his life and how he was in hurting and in pain. He was putting on this mask because he didn't want his friends to think that he was weak. But then you have maybe the mask. This is my favorite one, by the way. The mask of fear. See if I can get it on my head. I'm Batman. The mask we put on, we feel like someone is getting too close. Batman, Bruce Wayne, was known to be a loner. We start pushing people away, the very people that God's called us to. And then we, we, and we begin to lose focus because we're, we're, we don't want them finding out who we are. 
And then we start getting confused and we try, it's like, oh, I'm with them. I have to wear this mask. And then, oh, crap, which mask am I supposed to wear? I, I, for, I forgot. And it, it gets to the point where we forget who we are around people and we, we snap. We wear these masks and we're overwhelmed because we're not reaching our God-given potential and reaching the people that we're around because we keep pushing them away much like Bruce Wayne did or does. I don't know if he's dead or not. We keep pushing people away, the very people God's called us to, the very thing that God's called us to, and we lose focus because we wear these masks. And we forgot that God has created us, uniquely us. And so we try to start wearing masks that we think that people want to see, and we lose sight of who we are and why he's called us to do what we do. But why do we wear these masks? And here's point number one if you're taking notes. is I believe we don't feel like we're enough. We don't feel like the way God's made us is enough. We feel that we're lacking something. We don't feel like we're enough. We started to believe the yeast of the Pharisees that, oh, this is beautiful. This over here is beautiful. This is not. So if you're like this, then you're wrong. So do whatever you can to clean yourself up to come over here. i give you a real uh, example that I... I had um, there's a church in our area um, a church that I was a part of at one point and um, I remember talking with a pastor there their their kids had went to a camp with us and he didn't mean anything by this and so if he listens to this later um, he didn't mean I know he I know you don't mean anything by it um, but it brought back some old wounds that I had but we got to talking about how I felt God was calling me to do a church plant and um, to be a pastor of a church. And here I am standing in, dropping off videos of that week's camp. And the kids had an amazing week. And, and the pastor said, said, you really think you can be a preacher? And I was like, I mean, yeah, that's what I feel I'm called to do. And he said, the way you look with the gauged ears and the tattoos, you think you can really be a pastor? So I didn't meet the standard over here that he thought was beauty. I didn't trust the yeast. Because I wasn't over here like these Pharisee phonies. And I was over here and how God created me. Like I know God didn't give me earrings, okay? <laughs> like I know that. But it's just, this is an example of, like, sometimes the church for too long has said, if it's not over here like this, it's not right. If it's not over here like this. If you're, if you're outside of what we say is right, then it's wrong. And you need to get like this before God can use you. And we've told people that so much that they feel like they're not enough for God to use. So guess what they do? They get out of their cars and put on a mask and they show up to church. And maybe you're sitting here today and you've, you've had that church experience where a church or somebody, some sort of Christian who, or somebody who calls themselves Christian has made you feel weak, not enough. 
And I'm here to tell you that God knew exactly who you are. And he still chose you. Now, is there some things that need to be cleaned up in our life? Sure, absolutely. There's things that I got to get repentance on daily. But guess what? I don't have to wear this mask anymore. Because the cross shows us that we're all screwed up from the floor up. And he still made a way. So why should we as a church do the opposite thing that Jesus did to people and cause them to wear a mask when they come, up, come in here? And then here's the deal. When we, we have to understand this, okay? Is that when we put on our masks, if you're taking notes, when you put on a mask, you're masking yourself off from God's blessing. You're masking yourself off from God's blessing. God created you fearfully and wonderfully. You're unique. You are beautiful. You are you. You are a work of art. You are God's phenomena. But anything we do that's not true to how God built us, that is a mask we're putting on ourselves. And when we put a mask on ourselves, God is constantly, every day, every moment, seeking to shower you with grace, seeking to cover you with favor, to coach you with his love and give you the best. If you're taking notes, write this down. But his blessing can't get on what? you have chosen to put a mask on. God cannot bless. He can't get on what you have chosen to put a mask on. When you try to be something other than he created you, know that he cannot bless that because you choose that. You can write this down too. In that, in this, in this. God can't heal what you conceal. God can't heal what you conceal. We all have things in here that we're hiding from each other. There's, there's things in my life that I, I hope nobody finds out. Not that, I'm, not that I've committed some moral travesty or anything. I'm just saying there's things in my life that, I, that I'm just like, man, if Jason knew that about me, would he still love me? I think we all have some of that stuff, right? If, if we were to put our thoughts right now up on the screen behind me, how 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 long before we all run out? Because some of us have some messed up thoughts right now. I know I'm good looking, but you need to quit thinking about that. Okay? I'm just kidding. But we, 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 we God, can, God cannot heal what we conceal, what we hide. The more we put a mask on ourselves, the more we try to cover up the things in our life, the, the, God, can, God can't do that. The last thing is this. God can't use who you wish you were. God can't use who you wish you were. Now I want to share with you a story in the Bible where if you've been around church for a long time, you know this story, but see, we Like, there's people in this world that I wish I was like. I wish I could preach like Stephen Furtick. I wish I had the theology like Matt Chandler. I wish I had, you know, you know, we all have those type of things in our world. Like, I wish I was pretty as Jessica Bell. She is gorgeous. 
Brittany knows that. I feel that way, just so you know. Okay. She has that same feeling toward Justin Timberlake. All right. But here's the, here's the deal. We all have somebody like, if I could be like this. If I could be like this, I would be good. And there's a story in the Bible where there was this giant facing Israel. And he was shouting down Israel. He was shouting down the God that Israel served. And there was a couple of brothers there who was part of an army. And they were, they said, like... They, 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 they were trying to, like, they would, they were, Israel was trembling because of how big this giant Goliath was. And one day there's this other kid, his name was David, who was just a little shepherd boy, who probably dreamed of, one, of being a soldier, going to battle. But he was a small little runt kid who was a shepherd. And one day his daddy goes, Hey, I need you to go take this Chick fil A to your brother's. And you go take this food to your brothers. And he shows up and he sees the very thing probably that he wished he grew up being, trembling under, under a giant. So he gives his brothers his Szechuan garden. And good, that's a good place to eat. And says, what's this man doing? Talking, talking us down. And he actually says this phrase like, this uncircumcised Philistine, which... And that day would have got bleeped out if it was on TV. That, those were cuss words. Who does he think he is? We'll go about that. So he goes, he goes to King Saul, and Saul says, King Saul, I'm, I'm going to go fight this battle for you. I will win it. Because what they would do, instead of millions of people dying, they would send one person into battle. One person to represent each army. Saul just kind of laughs at it because you're just a little kid. You don't even have any armor on. And so you just move on. And David comes back to him and goes, No, I'm going to go beat this dude. And I'm going to cut off his head and bring it to you. He goes, and finally Saul was like, Well, whatever, man. Either way, we're going to lose. So we just send you. And it says that Saul began to put his armor on, his, Saul's armor on to David. He was trying to mask David. And David realized this. Because once he got his armors on, he put his knife in. And in 1 Samuel 17, 39, part of it says this. David told Saul, I can't even move with all this stuff on me. I can't even move with all these masks on me because it's not who... I am. I'm just a shepherd boy. I can't. I, I can't. I can't move with the masks that you're trying to cover me up with. I got. If I'm gonna win this war, if I'm gonna win this battle called life, if I'm gonna defeat the enemy, then I'm gonna have to be who God created me to be. And I'm just a shepherd boy with a sling and a couple of rocks. So you be you, boo, and I'll be me. See, when we try to wear a mask, we will eventually snap because we will not fulfill the mission God has called us to. David would not be able to fulfill the mission by wearing someone else's stuff, trying to be something that he wasn't. He wasn't a soldier, but he was God's chosen. 
So, my call to us this morning is stop being a Lucha Libre Christian. Stop wearing masks. Because eventually you're going to snap. You're going to go crazy and just have it out for everybody to you. And the true you will, will come out. So why not already just have it out for everybody to love anyways? Be you. Be who you are. Be gracious. Be kind. Be loving. But be you. And as the Spirit works in you, the things that need to change about you, the Spirit will take care of that. But you be who you are. Your personality with the character of Christ. And you can change the world. Let's pray to God. We want to thank you so much for giving us the opportunity and, cre- and be honest, to creating us to be who we are. That you created me uniquely to be me. You created them to be uniquely who they are. But the great thing is, is we all have chapters in this book called Life that point to you. So I just pray that we quit wearing these religious masks. We quit wearing these masks that we think give us, gives us value. Or, and God, I just pray that we become who we were meant to be in you. And I just pray if there's someone here this morning that maybe just needs to find you for the first time and they've been wearing the mask of, I'm okay, and maybe this morning their life changes forever and they can finally take that mask off and realize that we all need are in need of a Savior. And that person is you and you come to make us new. You came to give us new life, new purpose. And God, I just pray that we all of us, just whatever mask that we're wearing, we take them off and let the beauty that who we are show. And may we fulfill the purpose you have in our life and the chaos and the and, and that's in our lives will just show that there are some treasures there. And we realize that we're planted there for a reason, to pour it out on the world around us where we live, work, and play to show your glory to this world. And I pray all this in your name. Amen.